Well, it's all how you look at things. Amen. It's all how you view God. It's all how you view your circumstances. You know, it's, it's the way you view God is the way you're going to view your outcome. Um, amen. Amen. It's, it's how you view God. Do you view him as a judgmental God? Amen. Are y'all getting where I'm going? Amen. Do you think he's a harsh and angry God who remembers your sin? Or do you view him as uh, an authoritative figure who doesn't understand you or give you the benefit of the doubt? See, sometimes we put God in the same box we put people. Amen. And it's because we need to renew our minds. And if we view God in a negative way, we'll expect a negative outcome. Amen. And this is why sometimes we get discouraged. We don't think God is with us anymore. We've all been there. I know I have. Amen. It's, you know, but we have to have some restraint where we pull ourselves back, get into the word. You know, that's why these stories are in the Bible, so that we'll have something to gauge our lives against. Amen. And so you think about faithful Abraham and people who, you know, stood under pressure, like Paul. You know, he says, I, I'm going to finish. I, fin- I have finished the course. Not going to finish, but he, I have finished the course. I have run a good race. And so we have to look at these patriarchs, we call them, in, in the Bible, and we have to know and understand that we're up against the same fight. Amen. But we get to read the end of the book. We win. Amen. We win. But we have to um, view God in a right kind of way. Amen. Some people view him as a person that doesn't get involved in our personal lives. And me, myself, I used to think that. I used to think God really don't care about the small things, you know. He's just interested in me, you know, getting people saved or whatever. You know, but the little things like something small that you want, like you know he wants you to pay your rent and have food. But these little teeny things that, you know, we get particular. Sometimes we think God doesn't care about that, but he really does. He, he's a God that wants to get involved in every aspect of our lives. But sometimes if you think he's not that kind of God, then you won't take these small things to him. But he... He says, this is why he says, don't worry about things. Because even those small things that might concern us, he doesn't want us to worry about anything. Why? Because he gets involved in even the smallest things in our lives. Amen. If you're not happy, he wants you to be happy. He wants to get involved in that because there's a reason why you don't, you're not happy or if you're not content. You know, God wants you to be content. And so how we view God is the way we come out or we view our outcome gauged on our perception of who God is. is, is, is did I mess that one up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we need to view him in the right way. Amen. And so trials and tribulations, when they come, sometimes we view God as, you know, well, why is God letting this happen to me? Or, you know, have you ever done that before? And so, but this is the thing, we cannot gauge or view God um, by what we're going through in life. We cannot view or gauge him by that because the Bible has already said it rained on the just and unjust. We're going to have trials and tribulation, but there's a part 
in the Bible where it says tribulation, you know, brings patience, patience, you know, all that stuff is a purpose for everything. And it's not a personal uh, shot from God to us because we have trials. Amen. But trials will make us better. You know, God will use it for our good. So how we view God will put problems in their proper perspective. You know, if you view God in the proper way, then you'll understand when a problem comes, he's with you and he's going to bring that you out. He's with you in every problem. I don't care how small it is. I don't care how big it is. God is with you. So the proper perspective increases faith. Amen. The proper perspective or the proper view or the way we view God, if we view him in a healthy way, it'll keep you in the love of God because you see things his way. Amen. And this is the thing. We need to allow uh, the Holy Spirit to minister to us so we see things God's way. Amen. Because it's all how you look at things. Amen. It's all how we look at things. We have to view God in the proper way, and then we'll put problems in its proper perspective. And we, we know our faith will increase. You know, we'll feel good because we know that God is with us, and we know that we're coming out victorious. And sometimes when we think all odds are against us, it's because we're thinking wrong about God. He's with us in every small trial. Everything that, that we come up against, he cares about it. You know, he's not turning his back on the small stuff and just helping you out on the big things. But God is helping us out every single day that we breathe. Amen. You know, it's a, I look at it like this. He didn't wake us up for nothing. You know, if he woke you up this morning, he is with you to carry you through until the night. And this is one reason why he gives us new mercies every morning. Because he's taking charge. For every day that we breathe, he is the head, amen, and alpha and omega. And so he is the alpha and omega of our faith. He's watching over it to perfect everything that's wrong. And so we have to look at him in the right manner, amen, in the right way. And we can adjust and fix these things because God will let us know. You know, through certain circumstances, he'll let us know through his word we're not, when we're not viewing him in the right way. Amen. So why don't we go to um, Proverbs 29. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29, verse 18. And it says, where there is no revelation or no vision, the people cast off restraints. Or in other words, they perish. Amen. It says, but happy is he who keeps the law. In other words, a vision from God or viewing things the way God views them will hold you, hold you in obedience. Amen. Hallelujah. You will not perish when you are in obedience. When you're obeying God, everything will work together for your good. Hallelujah. So without a revelation of who God really is, the people cast off all restraints. Amen. And then there's no, no obedience. There's no faith. There's a lot of discouragement. There's, you know, you know how you can feel beat up and tired like you've been through and you can't take another day? We've all been there. And it's because we lose sight. We lose sight on who God really is in our lives. And he's the alpha. He is the beginning 
and the end. And, and I, I like that teaching that Pastor Barb did so much. I think it was last week. He's the alpha and omega of your faith. And that means that he started it. And he's going to see it through to the end. He is not going to leave us in the middle. You know, he is not going to leave us there. And that was so refreshing to hear. It's just a reminder. And sometimes we overlook all of these things. We for, we lose sight of where we are simply because we get so uh, caught up in the middle of our situation. Like we have power to change it. <laughs> when God is already, you know, the head of our lives, he has already orchestrated everything to work out to our advantage but we have to know him in that way we have to know that we know that we know that god is is with me in every situation every trial and and you know it's he doesn't dislike you because you're going through sometimes we need to go through with joy amen and and worship and praise and thank you know sometimes when you get in certain situations you have to in in encourage yourself like david in the lord and see david walked closely with god he had a relationship and this why this is why he didn't lose sight on who god was he didn't view him in a wrong way he knew that god was his deliverer he knew that god would come through for him he knew that god loved him and i think when we view god in the right perspective or keep that perspective right with us and God, it will uh, give you that full assurance that we need that God is going to bring us through, amen, and that everything is going to be good, that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And sometimes we have to tell ourselves that's what these scriptures are for, that when you get into that place where you feel discouraged and you feel like there's no way. You know, I, I can always tell when I'm trying to fix something myself, you know. And we need to learn how to know when we're getting in that crazy zone so that we can minister to ourselves and, and allow the Word of God to uh, work on our hearts and our minds so we can come out of crazy zone <laughs> and get back into faith. Amen. And I believe that's what David did. I don't, I don't think he got real crazy. But I know he encouraged himself in the Lord because he was sure of his relationship with God. He was sure of the love of God, God, and he was sure of God's capabilities. Sometimes we view our situations so hard, we think they're too hard for God. But we forget that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So without revelation of who God really is, the people cast off restraints. But a vision of who God really is, a vision from God that you know that you know that you know where you're going and that you're going to come out. You may not know how, but you know that God is with you. Amen. That holds you into obedience. Amen. So let's go to Habakkuk 2. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk 2, 3, and it's a familiar scripture. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Amen? Because God is not a liar. Though it tarries, wait on it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. In other words, it will not be late. 
it will be right on time. So we serve a great big God. And when things get tough, we need to remind ourselves, that's why these scriptures are in here, so that we'll know how to approach things when things look dim, when it looks like God is not there with us. You know, these times may come, but we have to encourage ourselves in, in this word. You know, when we read something like that, we, we automatically, we repent. We say, God, I know you haven't forgotten about me. I know that you're going to complete this good work that you started in my life. And I know that you already have done it. It's already done. But the vision will come at its proper time so we don't get discouraged in between. But, you know, it's just like a lot of people say, well, I'm standing. And then they're not really not standing. They've given up, you know. But if you're standing, you know what? You keep doing what you've been doing. You don't stop. That's what standing is. Standing is you don't stop. You keep praying. You keep doing everything you did to get you to this point. You keep doing it. You don't stop doing it. And you stay in the love of God. And see, if you don't view God in the right way, your, your love, you won't stay in the love of God. Because the first thing the devil will tell you is that God don't love you. He's not going to do it. And then he'll start pointing to things you didn't do. You know, you did this. You did that. And so the, the devil is a sly one. He is slick, and he will give you anything that you will receive. Amen. But we serve a great big God. And we must approach challenges with the same optimism because we view God as bigger than our obstacles. It's like you hear people say, I serve a great big God. You know, great big God, little bitty devil. If we really believe that, then this is what we need to hit the devil with. Amen. And so when a, if you serve a great big God, what that means is that God is bigger than all of the problems. He's bigger than everything that you're going through. Amen. He's greater than the circumstances. And he will not back out. Why would he bring us to, to let us down now? He won't do that. He's bigger than obstacles that come our way. So we serve a great big God. He's powerful and loving, slow to anger. The Bible says quick to forgive. He gives new mercies every morning. He is the father, a faithful father who embraced the prodigal son. And that story is in there so that we'll understand and know that he forgives you of anything when you mess up. Amen? So he is the father that embraced the son with a kiss. He ran before him. He ran out to meet him. He didn't even wait until he got to the house. And he knew everything that the prodigal son had done. But he's the type of God that was more than willing to forgive him, more than willing to show his, his forgiveness and his love. That's the kind of God that we serve. We serve a benevolent God. You know, he is holy in every way, a biblical God. And he loves to shine his face upon you and give you peace. You know, the, the, the scripture. And so we have to believe that these scriptures are in there to portray who God really is. And then when you start to feel lonely or you start to feel like God's forgotten about your miracle or you start to, to feel like it's never going to happen or things are not going to change, you have to remind yourself of these things. This is the kind of God that we serve. We serve a great big God, amen, that never gives a, he never quits and he never forgets anybody. He's a great big God that's always there. He never abandons his people. Because he loves us. 
and the bible says he's slow to anger you know he he's angry at the wicked every day but he still loved them he loved them anyway and he still offers his son to them every day that opportunity is there he never pulls it back i don't care how bad people can be so he blesses us and he supplies us with our daily needs so he because he never forgets you know what we need and he is there even in the small things this is the kind of god we serve amen but you can't judge by your situation or the things that's coming against you you can't judge the type of god by that because all of these things are orchestrated by the devil but god is with us to see us through in these things amen so we need to judge him in that way amen that he is a god that never forgets he is a god that's always forgiving slow in anger eager to give us a second chance amen and when we mess up he is he's there he is not he is not uh, holding guilt and holding the wrong things that we do over our heads you know like we do one another sometimes but he is quick to forgive slow in anger he is eager to encourage us to go further in the faith this is the thing about god you can go as far as you want to in your faith amen there's no hold back you know no limits on god you know that you can't out ask god you can't ask for too much there's nothing that you can ask god for that he can't deliver he can deliver on every request amen and so we have to remind ourselves what kind of god we serve you know who he is he's a father that welcomes back the prodigal son he welcomes us back when we mess up amen he doesn't hold anything against us he blesses us and supplies our daily needs and we have daily benefits amen there's a benefits package because of what his son did amen and there's a benefits package that we're entitled to because of who we are amen and so we have to remind ourselves of these things when times get tough and they do look tough sometimes amen but it's just how you look at things because they only look tough they only look hard nothing is too hard for god nothing is impossible with god god is a good god and he wants to give good gifts to his kids amen he's a loving father and we have to look at him sometimes we look at him as santa claus or somebody that sits on the throne and watches all the bad things that go on you know we have to change our perspective about who god really is he's a loving father amen full of power amen he he's full of grace and mercy but he's also a mighty terrible one amen he's he's our lawyer he defends us he protects us according to psalm 91 you know a thousand will fall on your side ten thousand by your right hand but it shall not come nigh us why because he covers us with his feathers you know he is all of these great things he is nothing weak but we see him as a god that might be weak because we're looking at our situation and it hasn't moved and sometimes we judge god you know through what we're going through but that's the wrong thing to do because god will supply he's a supplier he's you know god will provide you know there's there's a mountain in a, a place where they uh named uh i think it was um 
what's uh I can't think of his name, but you know, God provided and they, they may who is it? I didn't hear No, that's it is that the same one? Jehovah Jireh? Well, it was a mountain that they named God will provide. You know who that was? A place where they passed through. Yeah, and it was, yeah, that's right. He, he supplied the ram. Thank you. And he named that place God will provide. And see, he did that. Thank you, Pastor Bart. He did that to remind himself that God was a provider. Amen. And so we have to do things like those things are in the Bible to give us a blueprint for the, some of the things we can do when we need to go into survival mode. Because we have to do that. <laughs> Amen. You know, when the bills aren't being paid and we look sitting there looking funny, you got to remember the last place. Oh, yeah, that's the place where God provided the ram and the bush. God will provide. Amen. And so we have to remember that God is a provider. He is, you know, he is just on his job doing everything that he is supposed to do. He is not slack in any way, but sometimes in our understanding, because we're, you know, we're not walking in the spirit where these things don't touch us, sometimes, you know, things will hit you because the devil will hit you from the, I call it your blind side, and you get hit and knocked down, but you know, it's like Paul, down but not out, amen, yeah, and these two, these things happen. But you, you get up and you keep going with God because he is there. He, he does not abandon anybody. He is not that type of God. He's not a foster parent, but he's your true parent. Amen. He's your father. Amen. He doesn't, have, he doesn't come up with any excuses because he loves us that much. Let's go to Matthew 6. He loves us so much that he is consistent in everything that he does. We mess up, but he doesn't. He stays the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so we need, when we catch ourselves uh, with our faith being weak, or we catch ourselves being tired or wanting to quit or something, we have to remind ourselves that he is the God that provides. Amen. He is the God that never fails us. Matthew 6:25 we know the scripture and it says therefore I say unto you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on it um, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing let's see I'm trying to see where okay 26 says look at the birds in the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They never toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Amen. You know, Solomon was so rich, but yet he was not arrayed like the, the lilies. Amen. What a comparison. Hallelujah. Verse 30 says, Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, 
and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry, verse 31, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, um, or what shall we wear? And so I, I don't want to go any further, but, you know, when we get it, catch ourselves worrying about these minor things, we need to remind ourselves that God is the God that provides. He's Jehovah Jireh. So he is our provider. But he is the God that provided the ram and the bush for Abraham. And Abraham knew that he was going to come down that mountain with his son because his faith saw him through. Amen. Because he was so sure about the God that he served. See, he saw God in the right perspective. He, he, he had the right view and the right understanding about who God was. And if only if we, how many of us would have been able to do that? I'm fasting up right now. I don't know if I could have done it. But, you know, if we keep uh, adding to our faith, if we keep um, encouraging ourselves in the Lord, reminding ourselves of who God is and his capabilities, we would be able to do the same thing. Amen. It may not look like it, but I'm telling you, you know, God would help us and see us through because our faith is there. Amen. And so, let's see, we went to, let's go to Numbers 13. Hallelujah. Numbers 13. It's in the front of the book. Verse 30. And this is talking about Caleb and Joshua and when they... Um, when they went up to possess the land, remember they sent some people up to, to inquire about the land. And, of course, uh, the only two that came back with a good report was Joshua and Caleb. And they said, we can take this land. Caleb said, give me this mountain. Amen. But, of course, everybody else was saying, well, we're like grasshoppers to these people because the Anaks were giants, you know. And so... They came back with an evil report because they were going by the vision that they had. They were going by what they saw. Amen. So they had the, the grasshopper mentality, which was the wrong vision. That vision was motivated by fear. Amen. Sometimes we don't see God for who he is because we have fear that he's not going to do something for us we have fear that he's going to withhold from us we have fear that we're not doing we haven't been good little girls and boys and so he's not going to come through for us you know or maybe it's because we're trying to understand spiritual things with a carnal mind amen and we think we we draw this conclusion that god is not with us and this is what these people thought that we they were being set up to god was setting them up to lose a battle and so they said these people are bigger than us and that's i think where the grasshopper mentality came from and so let's see let's read verse 30 it says then caleb quieted the people so he got everybody's attention before moses and he said let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it and so when he said that that should have been it Amen. Verse 31 says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we're not able 
to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land uh, through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. They, there were, I'm sorry, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, uh, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in their own sight, in, in our own sight. And I have that underlined in my Bible, in our own sight. And so we were in there, so we were in their sight. See, it's like this. When you see yourself as small or weak, the others will see you in the same way. They'll perceive you the same way you perceive yourself. And so that guy was honest because he said, we're weak, we're small in our, our sight. So in other words, we're looking at it like we can't do this. And so we're weak or small in the, the sight of the enemy. But that's not how God sees us, amen? So we, we have to make up our minds if we're going to believe the enemy and what he says or believe what God has already said, that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of, of his might. We are strong people, amen? We are victorious in him. And so I was so glad when I saw that underlined, you know, that we're weak in our own sight. But that's not how God sees us amen he sees us as mighty amen victorious hallelujah have we have authority and power we have all of these things but we do these things through him because we know that god is with us he's never left us he's there to give us strength amen so why did the israel the israelites wander for 40 years in the wilderness no vision. They had no vision. They had a, a weak vision of who they were. They had a, a wrong vision of God. They didn't think God was with them. They thought God was just there to punish them. And that's why they murmured and complained because of their vision. It wasn't God's vision, but it was their vision. Amen? And this is why they kept going around in circles. The 40-year the trip in the wilderness was because they kept going around in circles because they started to complain murmur and complain complaining and not seeing things god's way will keep you going around in circles and that's really what happened they developed hardness of heart as they stayed going around they developed hardness of heart toward god but because they had no revelation of who god really was they had no vision and when the people have no vision, you know, they perish. No revelation causes you to fall. Amen. They didn't know who God really was. So they were enslaved by Pharaoh. And they cried out to God every day, send someone to deliver us. Send us a deliverer. And God answered their prayer. And he sent Moses and Aaron. Amen. Send us a deliverer. And he answered that he was answering their prayers all along. Amen. But they, they failed to realize that. Amen. Because they were in the flesh. Amen. So a, Moses and Aaron was their, their deliverance. It was an answer to prayer. 
And so God started to supernaturally take care of them. He provided He provided guidance. You know, when you when you start to serve God, you want God to guide you. You pray and you ask him for direction. Well, he gave them a natural sign, fire by night, cloud by day. That was their direction. God was with them had they only stopped and remembered, look, God, is, he's given us direction. Amen. They asked for direction. We need direction. We need a leader. We need deliver Everything God answered, every prayer. But did they realize that God had answered the prayer? No, they didn't because of their poor vision. Amen. Amen. They, they thought God was not with them. And he was providing everything that they needed. So they needed guidance. He provided that. Amen. Cloud by day and uh, fire by night. And uh, their clothing didn't wear out. He didn't even have to provide new clothing. Their clothes was just fine the way it was. Amen. Shoes never. And then um, they wanted food. And he provided them with this sweet, crusty substance that fell out of the sky. Amen. And pretty soon that wore thin with them. They began to complain. And they got tired. They wanted meat. See, they got tired of his provision. Like we do sometimes. I don't want that. I want this over here like somebody else has. Amen. And we get tired of how God is providing. And pretty soon the devil tells us, see, if he was uh, the God that really loved you, he'd give you better than that. Like he did Eve. He's just trying to withhold information from you knowledge from you because he doesn't want you to be as great as him all the devil has to do with his sly self is stick the knife in and start to twist it and so he he'll say you know well that's not god's best and that's what he did to them they didn't think that that manna was his best so then they said well we want meat they got sick of that and so all of the birds falling out of the sky should have hit them in the head you know, but then here comes the quail, raining quail. Amen. And this is what they wanted. They thought they wanted. Amen. And the Bible says that, I think I wrote it down. It says that he, re, he gave them what they asked for, which was meat, but he also gave them a lean uh, soul. So that meat, when they bit into that meat, it started to taste bitter to them amen i think i wrote that down somewhere i'm hoping i wrote it down somewhere i think i'll come to it it's somewhere or maybe i didn't write it down but i remember reading it but the, the manna from heaven, they complained about that. Got tired of it. And then they started, this is what, what they did, and I know I'm guilty of it too, but you have to pull yourself up. They started to reflect on the good old days. How many of you have done that? Start to remember the good old days when they were in Pharaoh's house. Amen. And then they started to uh, remember and, you know, bask in the, old <laughs> days where they had onions, leeks, and garlic. 
know, their breath must have been pretty bad. And they wanted to go back to those days, you know, in Pharaoh's house. And I'm telling you, they received scrap. They were eating Pharaoh's scraps, table scraps. But they rather have table scraps than to have God's best manna from heaven because they started to go back and, and desire the days that had passed. Amen. When they cried out to God for a deliverer and they wanted to go back to those days because they were afraid to go forward in the new, something that they didn't quite understand, it, it was unfamiliar, and instead of them going forward in faith and in power, amen, being guided and directed by God, they wanted something that was familiar because they wanted to stay in control of their lives. That's what it was, amen. And so they didn't like the quail, amen, because they, they're, when they bit into it, it was bitter. And it says that they, uh, when they, he gave them quail, it brought leanness to their souls, and that's the emptiness of their hearts. And then the, the scripture says that they became jealous. Let's go to Psalm 106. They became jealous of, of, of uh, Moses and Aaron. Amen. See, you, we don't need everything like we think we do because we don't know what, what the circumstances may bring or what the consequences are for having that specific thing in, in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Psalm 106.11. It says, the word has covered their enemies. And this was in, in the will of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's army. There was not one of them left. Then they believed his words and sang his praises. They soon forgot his works. And they did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. Amen. It says, and tested God in the desert, and he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their souls. They sent, he sent sorrow. Because, see, it's like this. Have you noticed everything you pray for, God doesn't respond to? Thank God. That's his mercy. Because he doesn't give us everything that we ask for because just like these people that we won't meet, we don't like this, we don't want that. You know, we want to be directed. We want guidance. And God was doing it supernaturally his way. But when God didn't respond in a natural way to fulfill their, the lust of their flesh, then they didn't like it. And so they kept asking for different things. And so he just re, re, he filled their request. But with this request came sorrow. And he said, leanness of their souls. Did I read that? Leanness, did you see that? Amen. Leanness, that's in verse 15. But he sent leanness into their souls. And it's verse 16 says, and when they, when they envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord, they started to envy because they, re, they started to be more fleshly, more fleshly, more fleshly. See, the things that we, at, be careful what you ask for. That's what I'm going to say. Be careful what you ask for. Because God may, you bug him enough, he'll give you garlics and leeks and onions, you know, 
went and, and allow you to come off of the manna, and it was sweet, thin, light, and wasn't fattening either, I bet. Couldn't have been fattening. <laughs> it was like diet food. You can enjoy the taste, but not the, you know. But be careful what you ask for. Amen. It became bitter. The meat that they prayed for became bitter in their mouths. Amen. Sometimes we just don't know what's best for us. So make sure your requests line up with the word of God. If it's in the word, it's good for you. If it's just something you're conjuring up because you want it because you're in the flesh, may not may not be so good. But God overrules our stupid requests all the time. Amen. Because he loves us so much that he wants to save us from ourselves. (laughs) So never take for granted what God has given us. Amen. And what he's doing in our lives. He's working. He's working for us. God works for us. Well, I don't see it. He's still doing it. He's working on it. It didn't come yet. and It's been a long time. He's still working on it. Don't let the time element fool you. Amen. Amen. I've been there. And the devil will play with your mind. Amen. Well, it, it didn't come yet. Well, it's still coming. In fact, he's already done it. It's done. Amen. You're just waiting for the natural manifestation. But you know, well, why didn't it come yet? There's a warfare over your prayers. There's a warfare over your words. And in Daniel's situation, his, his answer was held up 21 days. Because there was a warfare over what he requested. Amen. There's a warfare over everything that the devil can't produce. He wants to stop it. Amen. So that we can, so that we can have the wrong view of God. The wrong perception of God. So that we won't expect him to come through for us ever. But that's the wrong thing. Amen. So, you know, don't desire to go back to Pharaoh's table desire fresh food from heaven because the devil is very slick so don't look back see this is why the devil tries to get people to look back dwelling on the past but but remember lot's wife amen remember lot's wife amen and you don't want that to happen (laughs) let's go to second peter it'll be the last scripture we have Second Peter. Two. Oh, let's see. Yeah, Second Peter two. Verse twenty. And it says, For what credit is it? I hope this is the right scripture. Oh, you know what I, I have first Peter. Second Peter 2.20. And it says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. So in other words, I think the word is saying it is better never to experience the straight road of God 
than to turn back and go back into the same old life and old patterns that you were delivered out of. And this is what the children uh, of Israel, uh, the Israelites, this is what they did. They desired to go back to Pharaoh's house because they didn't have the vision or the, I'm going to say the boldness. You know, they were weak, grasshopper mentality. And so they didn't have the vision from God to keep going forward in God. And so they started to do just what Second Peter 2 says don't do. Amen. Because it's like a dog returning to his vomit. Amen. And that's what they that's what they did. So let me keep keep a read in verse twenty one. Did should I do twenty again? It says again, don't okay, it says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. Verse 21 says, For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having, having known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit. And a, was this a sow or a pig, I think, having washed to her, her wallowing in the mire. In other words, a pig going back or to, and getting in the mud after he's been scrubbed <laughs> and going back to the, to the mud. And this is the mentality of the wilderness children. Does it sound familiar? Don't even go <laughs> there mentally. So you got to go there mentally first. Amen. You have to go back mentally and see, um, I believe it goes like this. Remember the good old days? Wow, because we've done that. Wow. Everything was so good. And, but see, God has passed. See, that's going back mentally. Once you go back mentally and you stay there too long, you'll go back physically. Amen. And you'll no longer want to go further with God because it's too hard. And so the, the wilderness bunch, they thought it was too hard. They didn't like all the new, the new setup. They didn't like the new food arrangements. Amen. You know, it's kind of like they say about us folks liking chicken. We never did get tired of how many different ways we could cook it. Amen. See, they didn't know how to keep receiving the quail and, or the, the manna. Put a little salt on it. Chicken delight. You know, add a little different seasoning on it. Whatever. Do whatever you need to do. But they... They didn't want to do it because they thought they knew more than God. Amen. They didn't respect Moses as a leader. You just go up there and pray, and we're going to see him before long. They, they were um, making their own uh, graven images. And, you know, once a little bit of sin gets in there, then you own. And so, you know, the Bible says it's better not to have ever gone 
a little bit with God than to turn back. It's very important. That's why I don't understand where people think they're going. When they backslide, you ain't going nowhere. Amen? It's not worth it. Be smart. It's all in how you view things. Amen? So a right perception of God will cause our victory. Amen? And when you have the right perception of God, nothing can stand in your way. You, have, you are victorious in him. You don't have to see anything. Amen? Because we've had a glimpse of the goodness of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? And we know that his way is perfect. His way. But see, some people, they're so hung up in pride, they have to have their own way or either at least look like I'm in control when nobody cares. Hate to tell you that, but nobody cares. Amen? God is not with you when you're in pride and when you want to take, you know, your life because you know what you're doing. None of us know what we're doing. We're just playing it by ear with God day by day, allowing him to lead us one foot in front of the other. And you don't have to um, try to prove anything to anybody. We're all God's people. Amen. And when one fall, the other ones lift them up and encourage them and help them. And that's what we're for. And, but um, we need to get the right perception of who God is in our lives. Is he in your heart? If you don't feel him strongly in your heart, then you need to talk to him and, and, and pray in the spirit more. and Get in his word. You'll feel him until you feel a connection and a relationship. And when you have that relationship, the devil can't take you under. He just can't do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's all, it's, it's how you view things. It's all about how you look at things. Amen. Well, Father, we do thank and praise you and we lift you up in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you and we bless you. And we thank you, Father, that you never fail us, that you are a loving father. That our perception of you gets to be wrong sometimes and we repent, Father, because we know that you're a God that always provides. And we thank and praise you, Father, and we give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. If there's anybody that needs prayer, we can pray for you before we... Before we eat our meal, why don't we pray for the meal? I don't want to forget. Father, bless our meal, our bread and water. Make it nourishing for our bodies. Take sickness and disease from our midst and bless the hands that prepared it. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, okay. Re we got a rededication. <laughs> we got a rededication.